My friends, hope you're safe, hope you're healthy. Uh, quick announcement before we go into the episode. We're starting Gomoluku Live, a one-hour Q&A web show uh, twice a week on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. <laughs> yes, um, I'm going to sit down with an inspiring guest uh, from the indigenous rights advocacy business to provide um, direct um, one-to-one answers to questions on all things indigenous. So that pretty much covers um, indigenous peoples, working on your reputation, uh, advocacy, diplomacy, uh, marketing, which is kind of like working on your reputation, of course. Um, Indigenous rights, work-life balance, fundraising, pretty much everything in between. So if you got any questions, anything that might be on your mind, anything, um, post them on Twitter or any platform that I use and make sure to use the hashtag GomuluculLive. We will be monitoring the hashtag throughout. Or what you could do is, um, yeah, just post them in the comments during the live show. That could be also a way to uh, yeah put in your, your questions um, for us to answer. So we're starting soon uh, with an insanely inspiring lineup. Um, extremely humbled and honored to have them on the show um, and answer, of course, uh, with them some of your questions live. So really, uh, really looking forward to it. Um, please shoot us your questions. And here is your podcast. This is the Gomaluku Podcast. Who are you? <laughs> how I started. How do I? Uh, yeah, how I started. I can't. Yeah. And uh, it, it, actually, it it, uh, it it was a life changing uh, thing w- without me knowing it at, at the time, uh, because I was uh, I had like different careers in my life, and and I was involved in education for sixteen years. Uh, yeah, I was a high school counselor. I was a high school principal. I, I was at the forefront of taking control of education away from the government, and that Mohawks would control their own education in our in, in our community. And after 16 years, I was running out of challenges because we we've taken everything, you know. So um, I I, uh, I I was going to be a um, I guess a political um, I was going to be uh, the coordinator of the uh, Mohawk Nation office in in our longhouse in in Ganawaga. and I was one of the first in. In the Confederacy, to, to be that had to create an office out of nothing, you know, because mm-hmm. usually we're, we're all volunteer, but uh, I was one of the first ever paid employees in the, in the Longhouse, so I created an office out of nothing. But taking one step back, is in, in, in just before I, I, I left education, I, I went to the uh, uh, Indigenous uh, World Conference on Indigenous Education, the first one in, in Vancouver, BC, in 1987. And while I was there, an old uh, friend of mine uh, named John Mohawk, who was a, a well-known uh, 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 Seneca, um, you know, uh, scholar. You know, he was teaching at the University of Buffalo, and he was a really well-respected, seeped in tradition, and uh, and also very active uh, uh, politically. And uh, he said, Kenneth, he says, uh, tomorrow we're having a meeting down the street. I thought you might be interested. We're, it's not about education, but about international uh, uh, issues, and and maybe you should should come. I think you'll you'll like it. I says, sure. And, uh, and, and he said, by the way, if, uh, you just go ahead without me. I, I might be late. I said, fine. Yeah. So the next day, I, I go to this meeting, and, 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 uh, and then at, in this meeting, I meet all these guys, uh, 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 Bill Means and Russell Barsh and uh, uh, George Manuel. Uh, you know, all of these people have been involved in internationally and, and been well-known with the AIM movement and, and, and other, other movements. And I'm sitting there, and then they're talking about what's, what's going on in Geneva. And, 
and uh, and they said last year we uh, we had the, a 1986 the working group on indigenous populations because of a, a budget uh, freeze in the in the UN there was no money for the for the working group to but, but uh, people came anyway without any, and they held the meeting without without any using any UN resources mm -hmm. anyway they explained everything how how it went and then they said uh, but a lot of people didn't show up. And the Haudenosaunee wasn't there. Why wasn't the Haudenosaunee there? And they all look at me because I'm the only Haudenosaunee <laughs> in the room because John Mohawk never showed up to, to the meeting. And so I says, I don't know. He says, well, I'll, I'll go back home and I'll find out. So I, 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 I go back to the Longhouse and, and I tell him the story. And uh, so the, the I, I started work on July 1st of 80, 86. The first thing they, they did was send me to the Geneva. They, they sent me to Geneva to attend a working group on indigenous populations in 1987. And uh, me and my wife and, and a youth, uh, a girl named Lori Deer. And uh, so we all, so we travel off to, uh, we, we get our Haudenosaunee passport and we, we, we go off to, uh, to Geneva. And uh, of course we didn't know anything about visas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we get to, uh, to, uh, to the Geneva airport and they hold us because they don't know who are these strange people with this strange passport. So, but anyway, this, uh, uh, we let people know where we were, that we were there, and some, uh, uh, somebody from the UN came came by and, and convinced the uh, the, uh, uh, the Switzerland to let us in the country. Yeah. So I attended my first uh, working group. Uh, well, back in those days, there was uh, because we were working on the uh, on the first draft of, of, of the of the declaration. The working group was two weeks long. The working group was only one week long. But the, and one, we spent one week just preparing uh, draft uh, articles and strategies to, to, to deal with that. So, so from Monday to Friday, we um, we, we met in the, in in the, in, in the UN, um, and we started drafting text to, to give to the uh, to, to to the working group. The uh, the, the meetings were, were organized by um, uh, uh, Tim Coulter's group, the uh, India Law Resource Center. Uh, along with the uh, Inuit Circumpolar Conference, the um, uh, who else was the other one? Uh, the Grand Council of the Cree and NAILS, uh, National Aboriginal oh, and Nails, Islanders yeah. Legal Service in, in Australia. So these four organizations, these four NGOs, were uh, were, were organized this this thing. So we so I went there, and we went there, and and we just listened. And and uh, and got a, a tremendous education about about how the UN works, how the working group works, how you, uh, what kind of rights we're looking for. You know, this was all news, all brand new to me. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, also the rest of the Haudenosaunee delegation shows up as well. Orrin Lyons and and, and and other people show up. So we had a, a very strong delegation uh, uh, on Haudenosaunee at, at that meeting. And uh, and I just listened and learned. That's all I did. <laughs> I didn't I didn't engage because. Uh, you know, we, uh, uh, how uh, I didn't know anything about UN language or, or anything like that. So I, I just uh, 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 just listened, and I met a lot of people, introduced a lot of people. Cause there wasn't a lot of us that would show up. Maybe thirty of us. Mm -hmm. I, I, by the end of the week, there might be fifty. You know, but there's not a lot. You know, and um, and so we, we all got to know each other uh, uh, really well, and um, so that was my, my introduction to the. And then the second week. We, we would attend a working group on indigenous populations, and, and I get to meet uh, Miguel Alfonso Martinez and Madame Diaz and, and, and uh, everybody else, and 
and uh, all the other people who were um, who were involved in the secretariat at the time. And uh, it was just a, a learning experience. And uh, however, you know, the Haudenosaunee, you know, Orrin Lyons and, and people like him have a, have a strong reputation, you know. So we were a bit pulled along on their coattails at the beginning, you know, because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, along, along with, with Orrin. So um, uh, it was quite a, a, an education. And, and we went home and made a report. And, and then uh, who knows what was going to happen in the future. A year later, uh, uh, I, now, I, of course, I had this job as coordinator of the nation office. It was very political. And uh, we were at, uh, you know, as, as, as a traditional body, we were, uh, we were the opposite of the Indian Act elected system, you know. So there was some push and pull between our traditional chiefs and clan mothers, and myself, and, and the elected uh, uh, councillors and mayor, you know, we called them. And they call themselves chiefs, but we call them <laughs> mayor and councillors. And, uh, and so we, um, so it was very, very, very political. And then the RCMP made a big raid in our community on June 1st in 88. And uh, and they, they came in heavily armed, you know, mm -hmm. snipers on the top of their uh, vans and stuff like that, and, and they, they tried to deny it. Anyway, uh, it, it was overkill. It was something that was unnecessary. They raided on tobacco issues, you know, cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, they, we said, we got, we got, what's the complaint to the UN? So they sent me back to the UN here, here in uh, in July at the Working Group on Indigenous Populations, and I, and along with others, you know, and, and we, we, we uh, let the working group uh, uh, make them aware of, uh, of, of what was going. So that's how I came back twice. But what happened in the, uh, in, uh, that's happened in the working group, but in the, um, in, in the Indigenous Peoples Preparatory Meeting, which is what that week was called, uh, we started rotating uh, chairmanships. Mm -hmm. So here, even though it was my second year there, I was asked to chair a meeting. And, um, and uh, so I ended up chairing, <laughs> chairing this, this meeting. And, uh, and I don't know, I guess they were happy with the way I was chairing because I, I, I chaired for two, two or three days out of the five, you know. And then, um, and then so that was my, my experience. And I, I learned to deal with, you know, Spanish-speaking people, English-speaking people. And I, I, you know, I learned how to, uh, how it was, uh, I was cutting my teeth on, 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 on that. Because I was still a, a neophyte, you know. I didn't, but I, I was already put in, 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 in the middle of stuff. And uh, so that was, uh, I think, uh, a skill-building uh, year uh, for me that, that in 88. Then uh, 1989 comes along, and, um, and this time we, uh, my office is better organized, and I said, this is a, we, it's, it's a set, um, we, we have a set policy now and a, and a budget to send people to international meetings. So in 1989, uh, 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 I was also got involved in in uh, discussions on the uh, revision of ILO uh, 107, 107 yeah. which became what, 169. So I got involved in, in discussions in Canada with that, with the Canadian government on, 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 on negotiations on that. And then I came here to, to Geneva. We heard about a, uh, there was a seminar on uh, the covenant on civil and political rights and the rights of indigenous peoples. So that was really interesting. So I, I, I came to that, you know. And, uh, and, uh, and, it, and there was the first meeting in, in, in the UN system where we had an indigenous people that person that was a, a rapporteur in, in, a, in a UN meeting. That was uh, uh, Ted Moses from the Grand Council Decree was, was, was made rapporteur. He wasn't the chair. You know, the, 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 it, was, it was somebody else was the chair. I know it was Miguel Mart Martinez. It was somebody else. 
And uh, what, what still, we, we, it was a big breakthrough to have an indigenous person to be a rapporteur at a, at a UN meeting. You know, it, it was a first in 19, uh, 1989. Then, um, then I came back to Geneva in 1988 uh, for the negotiations on what became ILO Convention 169 here in June. I spent the whole, whole month of June here, and it was it was hell. It was uh, it, it was one of the you know it was one of the um, hardest things. I I always say say it was this is where my white hair started. It was in that it was that month of June in 1989 because because I don't know if you know the, the how ILO works, but it's 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 the only body where states share share power. Yeah. There's a one third is states, one third is business, and one third is, is is labor. And so and and in the meeting room, and then where where, where uh, uh, the convention was being negotiated. We're, we're not even in the room. We have no voice in the room. We were in the room, but we're in the back and had no voice. And the only way we could get our ideas into the convention was, was through labor. So we would meet with the labor caucus uh, outside and we would have to convince labor on the text that we want. Hmm. So we have to convince them and inspire them. So when they go in the room, they fight for, 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 for what we have. You know? So it, it was very difficult to, to sit there and not say anything without be allowed to be to be involved in. and uh, as people would say the the um, uh, labor would bring up something that would be be opposed by 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 the by uh, maybe by uh, by business and then by the states and our rights were just going right out the door you know <laughs> it, it was this this somebody described it that, uh, that, yeah. that way and um, so it was very very tough uh, negotiations plus um, if you know the ILO building it's a big big block it a giant is. block and, in, and way down in the corner on one side is the meeting rooms, you know. And then, and then uh, the, the Indigenous Caucus was at the opposite end of the building on the top floor. <laughs> so you couldn't get any further away from the negotiation rooms than, than where the caucus uh, 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 rooms were. Right. So we would meet in, in, in caucus and, 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 and work in the, in the clusters of the articles. And then we, we appointed four co-chairs. And the co-chairs would work in pairs. We, 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 would, we would discuss a, a, a group of, uh, of articles, and then, those two, and then we'd send two co-chairs down to the Labor Caucus and convince Labor to, to follow to, for, for our text. And the other two would, would continue the meeting, and then, they would, then we would rotate, you know, uh, uh, wow. uh, like that. And I was one of the, uh, I was again appointed one, one of the co-chairs, and, and we were going back and forth. And that was, that was tough. That was really tough, and uh, and it was it was hard enough to to convince the uh, uh, labor, and sometimes they didn't agree with with, with what, what what we were asking for. So it got watered down there. Then it goes into the room, it got watered down more, you know. So it was a really really tough 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 process, and it was three weeks long, and uh, and it was a grind. Everybody will, anybody who's been involved in it can can tell you what a grind that was, you know? and. Um, and, and again, it was, I was cut, cutting my teeth on, on, on chairmanship and, and, and what to and how to do it. Uh, I, I, and uh, I'll, I'll give you one example because uh, uh, we were in a meeting, just in the Indigenous Caucus. Um, we, we had a, at one point we, we had a dis disagreement on strategy, and I, I was chairing the meeting. And uh, we, we had uh, one, I can't even remember what the issue was, but one wanted to do it, to, our strategy should be this way, and the other one says, oh, it should be a different way. And there was, a, and we couldn't come to a consensus. And then James and I, the lawyer, young lawyer at the time, <laughs> says, uh, she says, Mr. Chairman, he says, uh, we, we've exhausted all the arguments and uh, kindly make, just make a decision and we'll follow whatever you, whatever you decide. Mm -hmm. 
So, <laughs> sitting there, I, 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 I just made a, an evaluation, and I, said, I, I, I talked about both, both arguments, and I said, I, like, I prefer this argument because I think this is the best one for us. Hmm. So I think this is what we should do. And that was it. And everybody got up and did, did that. <laughs> there was no, they just had to make that, make that decision on, on the spur of the moment in what direction we, uh, we should go in. But that's the kind of things that, 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 that happened. Right. Now, we, there, was two, there were a couple of really, really contentious issues that we, that we, we wanted. And one of them was self-determination. Uh, Article 6, because we, we wanted the ILO to, to recognize that we, one is that we're peoples that would write self-determination. And of course, there was tremendous resistance. That just tremendous resistance, and we were, and we were trying to convince labor to fight for this, fight for our our, our right to be called peoples and, and our right to self determination. Anyway, uh, labor didn't think that, that it would fly in, in the big room, so labor wouldn't 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 support us, wouldn't support that. And uh, and uh, and I was the uh, the chair again. <laughs> And, uh, and my instructions were that if they don't agree to us, then I, we get up and we withdraw. So I had to stand up there in that meeting and thank labor for all their help. But, we, but we, this is a red line for us. We can't, we can't agree to, to Article 6 and, uh, and to, to that text at that time. And, uh, and so we had to withdraw. And this was at the very end. You know? mm -hmm. So we, we, we withdrew from the, uh, uh, from, from the Labor Caucus. That was our... our Big splash! That we, biggest splash we could make. We had to let them know how upset we were. Yeah. That, you know. So I had to get up and lead, lead out, lead the, the, the walk out from the from the uh, 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 from, from the labor caucus. And it was heavy, heavy duty stuff. Um, the the convention is not bad. It's not a bad convention, if it, except for Article Six and a couple of other things could have been could have been better, you know. But it, it's not not a, not a bad. Uh, um, uh, convention, but we took the position, myself and some others, not everybody, took the position that it was un the ILO once again was unacceptable because it, because it wouldn't recognize us as peoples and, and, and our self determination. And I've been against 169 for many 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 years uh, uh, because of that. Only until lately now that I have a slightly different view. Mm. But at that time, though, um, the uh, when you talk about uh, why we do these things, you know. and I have to tell you, when you're sitting there in that room uh, and and you uh, and you're debating issues, and 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 it's like a pyramid out here. You know, all these you know, people are, uh, and they put you as a spokesman right there. And there are times in in in, in, uh, in during that uh, negotiations when, on your shoulders, you can feel 350 million people right here. You could feel it, you know. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and you just hopefully you have the strength you have the strength of those people when you're when you're putting forth your your um, your, your 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 arguments and uh, and that feeling I felt at that time and I said it at that time and I've had that feeling a number of times in all the years since then you know, mm -hmm. every now and again you feel that weight of 350 million people here on, on your shoulder and. And I guess that's, uh, uh, for one thing, um, it, it has a lot of responsibility. And, um, and also, at, at the same time, it gives you a sense of, uh, of you're doing something. Like you're having some kind of impact. Whether they listen to you or not, but at least you're doing something. You know? and, uh, but it's a, it's a heavy weight. It's a really, really heavy weight. And 
That's why I say I got these these, these white hairs from, from from them because it does affect you. It, it, it does affect you when you when you feel that weight on your on your shoulders, you know. And you and because of that weight, you do the best you can. You do the absolute best you can, you know. And it might not be enough, but but it doesn't. At least you tried, you know. And um, so we walked away from uh, one six nine at the end, a, a group of us, you know. And uh, and we, we we couldn't support the uh, the thing the um, the outcome. Of one six six nine. So that year, uh, 1989 was, was was a big year, and I think it, it sort of set the tone in my life for uh, you know international. The, the, the lessons I learned in, in the negotiations carried me all the way through the declaration. You know? mm. And um, of course, and after that, uh, we came back in, to to the uh, the working group, and and, and then uh, again because of my experience, I became more involved in. in in in, uh, in in uh in text and stuff i wasn't a lawyer i depend i don't you know i i, I don't propose text so much because i leave that to the legal mind i i, I can talk about concepts mm-hmm. you know and, and what we want and what, but when it comes to exact wording you know there, there's other guys that are better better than that uh, than me i'm not a lawyer you know i don't pretend to be and, and uh but uh, i felt my role was to make sure that that uh uh, our ideology, you know, our, our rights, like you know, rights to land, self-determination, you know, language, and control of education, was there, you know, and, uh, and how it's technically expressed, you, you leave that to legal beagles and let them uh, 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 argue that. And then when you hear those arguments, when you, and then when, when you make your intervention, well, you you base your intervention on on, on what we we come to consensus about. How consensus was 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 uh, was so important. And I think uh, one of the I think with the uh, with the caucuses before when we met for one week before the the, uh, the working group I think that taught also the indigenous people how important a caucus is how we try to reach consensus and how solidarity is important so when we all walk into that into that room with the same mind with the same arguments and I think that we learned a lot from from that and I think that kind of exercise helped us all the way through the, 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 the declaration. The whole idea that, the, uh, that we would work through a caucus and that, um, and that we would work by consensus was, uh, I think, helped us uh, uh, you know, achieve the declaration. As a matter of fact, I've, uh, I've heard uh, from the, that uh, after we, we achieved the, the declaration, uh, other movements studied how we did that and, and other movements are copying how indigenous people achieve the declaration by having a caucus, by by putting all the all their um, all their forces together and coming to a consensus and, and, and working that way, because in other movements you you have they're fractured, you know, and they go to the meetings, into the negotiations, in different group, you know, in, in different groups without organizing themselves before, you know, yeah. and, and that's not as effective as as going in with, with one mind, you know, mm. and I, 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 people have studied it, and other people are copying how we. How we accomplished the declaration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, what else can I can I tell you about the, all of that? The um, uh, what happened though in uh, in 1990? I, I think I'm going like I'm going back to history here. No, that's okay. Uh, but what happened uh, in in 1990? It was getting really really slow in, in in getting the declaration. You know, like drafting the declaration. So they wanted to speed things up. So then, um, in 1990, they decided to have a two-week uh, 
working group on indigenous population one week just to draft text and, and, and the other the second the second week to do the usual stuff of uh, uh, what's happening in, in, in back home in, in the communities and, and other uh, other issues outside of the declaration you know so then it became so then therefore there was no more uh, uh, one week discussion by indigenous people uh, de developing uh, text and so now we started meeting in the evenings and, and on weekends and in the mornings you know and, and, and we, would, we would be working that way, and things speeded up. And, and so uh, in 1990, 91, 92, and 93, uh, we, we, the, the working group was two weeks long instead of one. And, and uh, it went pretty fast. Uh, it seemed, seemed to go uh, 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 pretty fast. I have to say, though, and I always tell everybody that when I started going to the, the UN, in, in, in 87, there was tremendous resistance to indigenous peoples be, being peoples, and these people having a right to self-determination. I mean, states that were saying we don't have, we're not peoples, we're, that we don't have a right to self-determination. Academics are saying this. You know, we, we're tremendous, uh, uh, a lot of against us. You know, at the same time, there was a, we had a lot of people who are saying yes, we are peoples. Yes, we do have a have a, a, a right self-determination. So that was that, that conflict between, uh, uh, between those that, that believe that we, we have those rights and, and, and those that don't. You know? and, uh, and I think we started, the people that saying that yes, uh, yes we have a right, slowly kept gaining, gaining a, a weight as, as time went by as, as, a stronger, as a stronger argument. However, it was, it was clear all the way to the end, all the way to 19, to 2007, that there's resistance to, to self-determination was always there, you know, by, by states. Um, less people said that we're peoples, you know, uh, but uh, they 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 still, uh, but the resistance to, to self-determination was palatable through, through through the whole through the whole process, you know. So um, uh, when we uh, so when we were, when the drafting of the declaration was coming. Uh, to an end. Uh, well, you know the story, I guess. Uh, uh, the indigenous people wanted uh, 1992 to be the year of indigenous people, and uh, but Spain, because they wanted to celebrate Christopher Columbus, you know, wouldn't let us have 1992. So we got 1993 as a consolation prize. So 1993 became the year of indigenous people with, with no people s. Without an s. Yeah. And uh, so um, to have a, a, a something accomplished. The working group wanted to um, uh, finish the declaration on that year in 1993 as a crowning, uh, you know, accomplishment for, for, for 1993, and, uh, and and we had all of the um, at the time there were uh, uh, 45 dec uh, articles. Uh, article three on self-determination was the only article that was left, mm -hmm. and uh, and there were still uh, uh, and you, you should talk to Julian Berger about this here. Get a chance about. Uh, uh, about Article Three, and uh, when there was two uh, points of view among, among the working group, and you had Madame Diaz who who wanted to pass and complete it right there, in and and Miguel Alfonso Martinez who wanted to continue to negotiate the uh, the, the, the declaration, and uh, and they, and they were in a room just like this with the two of them and, and Julian Berger, and, and and Julian can tell you the story about about how. How they would uh, argue with each other over wh you know, uh, whether they should uh, uh, complete the, the, the drafting or not and accept Article Three. You know, mm. I 
I can't do the voices like he can. <laughs> so I'm not even gonna try. I can't. I can't do imitations. He has a, a wonderful imitation about about uh, 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 Madame Di saying, "Miguel, you, you know I love you, and uh, you know, and we should really you know, come together and agree to this." Yeah. And uh, Miguel Alfonso Martinez, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Irene, I love you too, and etc., uh, yeah. <laughs> etc. Et so anyway, in the end, uh, Madame Diaz won the argument, and uh, and, uh, and history now says that the the declaration was 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 completed in 1993, you know, mm. with uh, uh, the uh, right to self determination intact in in, in Article Three, because there was still resistance to that, and there was still resistance among human rights experts, in, in, including experts in the, in the subcommission, you know, what, we, what was called the subcommission on the, on the promotion, promotion and protection of human rights. rights, but it was called something else then. It, it oh, was, really? Yeah, it was something about protection of minorities. Oh, okay. Subcommission on human rights and protection of minorities, I mm. think that's what it was. And, um, and there were 28 of them. Five of them were on the working group. Yeah. And uh, and some of those, some big names in that group were did not agree that indigenous people have a right to self determination. Hmm. So in 1994, there was some there was some concern that when we sent the declaration up to the to the subcommission, that that they would kill it, you know. Uh, and uh, but the uh, Madame Diaz and, and Miguel Alfonso Martinez argued and said, look it. You, this this body gave us the five of us the duty and responsibility to draft a declaration. So we did, and, we, and in there is a right to self determination because we believe this is t true. And, uh, and, and in the end, uh, although there were there were some that really wanted to do do something, you know, uh, uh, weaken Article Three, uh, they they managed to pass it without any amendments, you know, and it went on to the subcommission. Such was the, the resistance to, uh, to, to self-determination, even with human rights experts at the highest level in, 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 the, United in the United Nations. But now it was in the hands of, of states. Yeah. Um, now on another issue about the caucus, after the, the declaration was passed, and on, you know, the, 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 the working group on indigenous population now shrunk back to one week. And uh, in 1994, and I remember I was on the phone. I called um, the, the the Human Rights Commission used to be in uh, January, February, and I called uh, Ted Moses. And he was here. I says, "Hey, Ted, uh, you, sh you know, now that the now that the the, uh, uh, the working group was back to one week, you should revive the caucus, you know, in, in the week before, you know, like you used to, because I think it's very useful, you know." And uh, Ted Moses, "Yeah, Ken, that's a good idea. Okay." I said, fine. So I said, I totally forgot about it. I get a phone call in May from Julian Berger. And Julian Berger says, uh, Ken, Kenneth, he says, uh, uh, I heard that you're, you're organizing an indigenous caucus uh, uh, before the working group. I says, I said, no, I'm not. I says, uh, Ted Moses has said they're going to do that. He said, oh, no. I said, I just, I just got off the phone with Ted Moses, and he says, you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, I had to... Uh, Organized an indigenous caucus, and, uh, and times were different now. In the 1980s, there was a lot more flexibility within within the UN building, and let, you know, security was less less of an issue. And so NGOs could could get meeting rooms. In the, in the 90s, that wasn't the, the case. In the 90s, now you had to have, only a state could get a get, mm. could get a room. You know. And uh, and and plus, 
since there's less urgency, we, there was no, no no need for us to meet for like a whole for for five days, you know. And so I thought maybe we could meet on Thursday and Friday, and and anyway, we we had uh, well we couldn't get any meeting, we couldn't get meeting rooms in, in the UN, so. So we said, well, what about the weekend? And try to get a, a meeting place in Geneva was expensive. So, um, uh, so, so uh, Julian Bruce says, talk to the World Council of Churches, talk to Bob Scott. So I talked to Bob Scott, who's uh, from New Zealand. He wasn't a Maori, but he was from New Zealand, working at the World Council of Churches. So we met once or twice. You know. <clears throat> so uh, I, uh, I called him and I, I, told, I asked him. He, he knew about, he knew I was calling him. And he says, uh, Kenny says, um, I met you a couple of times, I, and, I, and I, I, I think I can trust you. And I said, we have a nice, really big meeting room here. He says, okay, he says, Let's, we'll take a chance, and, and we'll, have the, uh, the working, we'll have the caucus on Saturday and Sunday before the working group at, at the World Council of Churches. And, and I, you know, then I talked to DOSIP, and, and we had to get volunteer interpreters, and then we had to feed people. There's no, we, we, we couldn't use the cafeteria. We, we had to find, so... Uh, so the World Council of Churches, well, we'll buy some sandwiches. And I think Dosip said we'll buy some sandwiches. So um, we, so the call, the word went out that there'll be a caucus. And and I, and when I got there, if, if we got about forty or fifty people, it would be would be successful. You know, that would be a successful caucus because that was about the size of the caucus before. You know, anyway, about one hundred and twenty people showed up, <laughs> <laughs> and that was. A, Plus, we didn't have enough food. I had to, I had to buy extra sandwiches. I had to, yeah. And uh, so I, I chaired the meeting. I, 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 I chaired that, 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 first, that first meeting. And, but that set the template for, for how caucuses would, would be run from, from that point onward. You know, we would have them on the weekend, have it at the World Council of Churches. Uh, uh, we would have sandwiches at a cut rate, you know, the discount mm-hmm. sandwiches and, and, and stuff to drink. At the beginning, we used uh, uh, volunteer interpreters, you know, and uh, I'll get back to that. And um, you know, and then we would uh, then we would uh, we're gonna have uh, two co-chairs. You know, uh, one English speaking, one Spanish speaking, because that was a major two uh, 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 language groups. You know, mm-hmm. so we only had interpretation in English and Spanish. That's all, that's all we had. And uh, but then there were a whole lot more people coming. You know, French speaking people. You know, and, and later on a, a, a Russian, but not quite at that time. And um, a lot of Asians, the Asians showed up in, in numbers. You know. And I remember having that first meeting because uh, the Asians were organized. Asian caucus is always organized. Always organized. Yeah, yeah. And I remember um, Louis, 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 Louis. Louis, uh, Louis. Yeah. Naga. Yeah, the Naga. And, and uh, they came in one big group, like well, 20 of them, you know, and they walked that, that first. He says, and he says, Kenneth, he says, we, were, we, uh, were, we usually have our own caucus. But we heard that you're holding this caucus, so we're going to give it a chance. And so we decided to come. We're not going to have an Asian caucus. We're coming to your caucus. You know? I said, "Why?" And of course, they were there all, ever since. You know, and the um, so the caucus. Um, uh, uh, yeah, like I said, that was that was that was a template. From that point onwards, we will meet on the weekend, and then you know, um, and then we did the same thing. Uh, now, what happened next? So everybody, we had the, the working group finally, we all went home. And 1995 comes along. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this time I'm, you know, I'm running a newspaper. I'm really busy and stuff like that. Which newspaper was it? Huh? Which newspaper? Uh, the Eastern Door. I started, uh, I started uh, to publish a newspaper in 1992 after, after the Oka crisis in, mm. in, our, in, our, in our community. Uh, 
I started a paper with, with no money, with nothing, just an idea. And uh, so a group of people who wanted to, to talk with that we needed a new, we had, had no newspaper in my community and we were a very political uh, community. And so we, need, we were getting a lot of bad information on, on the mainstream media, the TV, radio, uh, newspapers, and it was slanted against us, you know. So, and, and it was a lot of misinformation and confusion. So I said, we needed our own newspaper. So I started a new, I got some, some friends to, to uh, we, we had a meeting, I had a meeting with some friends, uh, acquaintances and a couple enemies. And I got them together and I said, Let, you know, we, we need a newspaper. Everybody agreed we need a newspaper, how do we do it? And mm. So I gave them a choice, I said, we can, we can start a newspaper, but a nonprofit, you know, set up a board and I'll get a charter and do that. And I said, or we do a private enterprise and we could start right away. He said, but if we do a private enterprise, it'll be my newspaper. Mm. And they all agreed, Kenneth, it's your newspaper. You do it. We'll help you. You know, never mind going the other way. You know? Yeah. And uh, so uh, some people uh, uh, gave me um, computer, had Apple computer, uh, and uh, Apple II. <laughs> uh, and uh, somebody gave me software, uh, PageMaker software, and somebody else uh, said they'll type, and some people said they'll write. You know. And then I, I talked to other people who write newspapers, and they uh, said, "How do you do, how do you do this? How do you start? What do you do?" For, and uh, they told me how, how to sell advertising. What to charge? What do you charge for? I, I found a printer. Then I, I didn't. Then I took somebody paid for a course. I took a three-day course on, on, on page on page layout, mm -hmm. layout of the newspaper. And you know, and then uh, and then the t my teachers were, were telling me he says, Mr. Deer says, what are you going to do after this course? You want to start a newspaper? I says, yeah. He says, I don't think you're ready to do that. I says, tell you what we'll do. I says, uh, for for a really really you know low, low rate, much, much less than we'll charge anybody. We'll do the layout for you for the, for the, until you learn how to do it yourself. So one day we, we come there with all my stories and stuff like that. So my newspaper came out on January 31st. We, we decided to start a newspaper on November 30th, 1991. Mm -hmm. December 30th, by Jan two, in two months, I had my first newspaper wow. produced. It was a bi-weekly at that time, mm -hmm. you know. I just showed up in at, at that school was in Montreal with all uh, little uh, you know discs with, with uh, you know with stories on it, uh, type stories and, and pictures and so and 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 we uh, we sat there and we, I had an artist do my masthead and, and uh, I had other cartoons and, and stuff and we did my first paper in two months. That's amazing. That's with no money, <laughs> and I, I sold enough advertising uh, to print five newspapers. All right. I mean, a commitment for five ads and five yeah. papers. And, and with those, I got ads from acquaintances, people and people who just trust me in the, in the local bank, you know, the, the bank council, and, you know, people with businesses and says, uh, you know, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. And, uh, and so I started a newspaper like oh, that. And then it was, a, it was a success. And, and um, I grew, it grew there from uh, uh, I, I, uh, another lucky thing is, uh, I think I was operating for five months or six months. I was doing everything, selling advertising, writing stories, doing the layout, you know, it's going nuts. And, um, and then uh, the local, we have a local uh, uh, radio station and they, they fired their, their best salesperson. And, uh, the, and she comes and visit me to an intermediary because we were on different political uh, sides. And, uh, she, and through an intermediary, she said, she wanted to have dinner with me. So there were three of us, you know, and they said that she wanted to work for me. You know, and I, and, but, but she says, you know, we know she was afraid that I wouldn't hire her because of her, our politics. And I says, don't worry about that. 
just sell advertising. And then because of her, she took all her clients <laughs> on the radio station. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, so I didn't have to sell advertising. And, mm -hmm. then, and then the sales went, uh, profits went up, and I was able to hire people. And we went on from there. Huh. There's more to it to that. But. <laughs> anyway. Caucus. 1995 comes along. And I'm sitting there running my newspaper. And uh, because I'm, I'm my own boss, I can, I can take off. Eh? Mm -hmm. It's har a hardship on my newspaper when I'm not there. But uh, 1995 comes along, and, uh, and the phone rings, and it's uh, Eugenio Poma. Now, Eugenio uh, was hired by the World Council of Churches to be their indigenous person at the, uh, at the World Council of Churches. They, I, I met him because I, I, went to the, I went to the Human Rights Council in 95 to lobby for the resolution that created the working group on the, on the draft declaration. You know. So uh, and we had a, a little caucus in, in the World Council of Churches, just a little meeting room. So. Uh, so May comes along again, and, uh, and, and now Eugenio calls me and he says, Kenneth, he says, uh, uh, is there going to be a caucus? I says, sure, why not, if you're, it's okay. So, so again, we arranged a meeting room, uh, uh, um, interpreters, sandwiches, <laughs> this time I had enough sandwiches, and I, I, I drafted an agenda, everything, and then Eugenio, and, uh, Eugenio says, Kenneth, okay, uh, by the way, when are you arriving? I said, well, I'm not going. I said, you're not going? I said, no. I said, I got no money to go. I said, no, I'm not going. He says, he says we are not going to hold a, a, an additional caucus in the World Council of Churches without Kennedy here. <laughs> so he says, uh, we will, we will uh, buy your plane ticket and give you a, a per diem. Hmm. I think the per diem was 65 foot strengths a day. Yeah. It wasn't a lot. But uh, so um, I says, okay. So, uh, so the World Council of Churches uh, uh, paid, then paid for, then we, uh, for every time uh, there was a meeting in Geneva with an additional caucus they would cover my my funding mm. to go from 1995 till until their their financial crisis in 2003 I think Something around like that, that time so that's how I, I was able to so and then uh, uh, when they they created the working group on it uh, on the draft declaration they says Kenneth can you organize a caucus so I organized a caucus for that yeah. so that so the so we used that same model and all the way up until today is that, mm. is that same model. So I, so I, I did all the, all the caucuses for the Working Group on Indigenous Populations all the way to 2006, and also for the Working Group on uh, the Draft Declaration till from, from 95 to, to 2006. And I still coordinate the caucus. You still do. Yeah, yeah. and I, I chair a lot of them. And chairing was, you know, I had the experience to chair. And people, because I organized it, said, well, Kenny, you just do it. You know? So, um, you know, but, you know, it, it 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 can be tough, you know. Uh, to, to, it's tough to get to get consensus. I mean, I had the people's respect, uh, but still, it's it's it was difficult to uh, when when you're chairing. Oh, I wanted to tell you the stuff about interpreters. Oh yeah. So, uh, it, it, you know, we, uh, the two major working uh, groups were Spanish and uh, Spanish speaking and English speaking were two major groups, and we're working uh, together and and. Uh, and then all of a sudden we noticed that Spanish-speaking people were going this way and the English people were going like this way. And then uh, the Spanish people, people were wondering what's going on and we're wondering what's going on. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then the, the, uh, the we, Spanish people thought we agreed to one thing and we thought we agreed to something a little bit different. So the Spanish people were, were, were looking at suspicion at the English-speaking, <laughs> especially the North Americans, you know. 
But then we then we figure out what the hell's going on. It, it, it came down to interpretation that we didn't because they were volunteer interpreters. They're good people, kind-hearted people, but they weren't interpreting correctly all the time. Hmm. You know? And then so they weren't catching the nuances. And then uh, there and there, so it was it was bad interpretation. So so then once we figured that out, and then support groups bless their soul uh, got uh, us funding for professional oh. interpreters. You know, Ifkia. And Incomedios and and and, and Dosip, now Dosip, uh, started uh, getting professional interpreters, and then that sort of settled uh, 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 those issues down. And then we had uh, French-speaking indigenous people and Russian-speaking uh, indigenous people, so we had to get more interpretation interpreters in, into those languages. So so that's what so what in professional uh, uh, we learned a lesson that it's so important to have professional interpreters. Yeah. And even today, you have specialists. You have specialist interpreters that just specialize in our issues, you know, and uh, you know there's a there's a, a team in what in, in Texas that does that, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. and of course there's a team that DOSIP has, you know. yeah. So they uh, they you know they, they and they do their these interpreters interpretations at different uh, uh, either in Geneva or or in other uh, like the one in I think the one in Texas does the climate change ones and 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 uh, biodiversity stuff, and, yeah. You know they they have their own. Uh, Clientele. You know. mm-hmm. So, but uh, we learned that uh, the professional interpretation is vital if you want to get the, uh, the indigenous people around the world to, to, to work to come together. So that was a, a, a lesson well learned and, uh, and and important. And 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 we also want to we appreciate the uh, European support groups for for getting us those uh, the fund uh, the funding for that for mm-hmm. that plus all the other things. Yeah. Uh, the World Council of Churches, of course, hosted us and, and they fed us. They, I mean, they subsidized our lunch. And uh, and you're having uh, DOSIP, you know, uh, 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 keeping all those documents and and, and all the things, that, all the things that they do. They're giving us, I mean, supplying uh, printers and computers and stuff. Uh, the tremendous help of, of uh, from European support groups and funding. Uh, some of those groups funded uh, uh, people with their own, you know, besides. Uh, the voluntary fund. There, there, there were groups. Uh, there, there were funding people. The World Council of Churches itself used to fund a lot, you know, because they had a substantial budget in those years yeah. for for a while. Yeah. Right. So all of those things contributed to the um, success of the Indigenous Caucus and 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 the uh, and the Declaration. Was it was an important part? You know. <sighs> yeah. No. The the Indigenous Caucus. I remember the very first. Well, my mom took me to the started taking me to the UN when I was a kid, so that was one big blur for the those years. But I remember when I was like thirteen, it started to compute what was going on. So I remember, yes, we always stayed at the Mandat. You remember the Mandat? Yeah. Mandat International. Yeah. yeah. That big mansion, like all all the way in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. had to walk through. I don't know. A forest and a field and another forest, another field, like to, just to get to the bus stop mm-hmm. to get to um, back to the UN. Back to the UN. I think it was the, the V bus back then. Mm-hmm. Probably still is. Anyway, um, yeah, working group of indigenous populations is the first meeting. Yeah, the that's the first actual indigenous peoples meeting that I participated in and. At the World Council of Churches, and all right. So uh, now, actually, now you're telling me all, now you're telling me all this, but makes a lot of sense why it's always 
kind of there where people are looking the people are looking for when they go to when they go to the UN or going to the uh, a caucus meeting because I was always looking for kind of there <laughs> <laughs> my mom was always like well yeah introduce yourself to Kenneth Deere like I don't know what that is <laughs> yeah introduce yourself so she threw me like into into the deep mm-hmm. which I'm very thankful for of course um, but I always loved the 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 World Council Churches meetings because um, it was yes in that, in that big hall that, that, that they that they had and the sandwiches but also the the, the breakout session that we had out front the outside outside mm-hmm. underneath the tree for those that were the fr- that went to the to the working group for the f- for the very first time, mm-hmm. and I remember it was, I think it was in two thousand two two thousand one, that we started off with like, well, yeah, like ten fifteen people, but like along the years it just grew like it, like we didn't even had couldn't even meet under the trees anymore we just had to use the entire lawn, because mm-hmm. um, there were a lot of people a lot of people. Like wanted to participate at the at the uh, at the work, working group on these populations, even though it was like you said, like the lowest of the low on the ladder of the United Nations. Um, but it was at that at that point at least the only meeting that we had up until the perform came along, of course. Well, the working group on the draft declaration was one. Oh, that too. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And then, but yeah, it was. Yeah, kind of there that we every every for me at least every meeting that I went to like went to the caucus. Look into you look into a room and you're looking for kind of there like all right. It's I like like I was <laughs> also no, was, nobody told me that. <laughs> <laughs> at least for me, like it, it, was, it validates a caucus. Mm-hmm. Like well, it's kind of there, even it's not only in Geneva but also in also in New York, mm-hmm. and and yes, you were and now it makes all sense that. The that why you're chairing, why you're organizing, because you have all these developed all these skills, and and I liked what you said all the way in the beginning. Mm-hmm. What you listened and learned first. You first you listened and learned. Um, for me, because I was all right. Here's here's the the teenager in me that that first came into the UN. Um, I was cocky, even though even though like I, w- I was a teenager, teenager, but I felt like ah, oh, first going to the UN and. But you go into the caucus meeting, and you you listen to everybody else. It'll hum- it humbles you, because you know that um, there's so much more many more people that are much more experienced and has a lot of more knowledge and it's more has been through the journey much longer than you as even my mom we were on an airplane flying to Geneva and I just I don't know why but at some point I like boasted like yeah I'm going to the UN and yeah I'm a I'm a diplomat now and like like in a split second she said no <laughs> For the first 30 years, mm-hmm. you're an activist. You're a warrior. <laughs> you're not a diplomat. And I was like, oh, okay. So that resonated throughout, actually. And then, um, 
and if and it's also for me the the important it also highlights the importance of having a caucus meeting before any meeting um like you said we have so many these people so many views and priorities that once you go into a space like the United Nations we need to coordinate and we need to get uh, get on on the same message and yeah I think a lot of a lot of people also underestimate a caucus nowadays that it's just ah, show up and we would just, we would just sit there and that it had us become at some point a not what it used to be. I listen, listen to you right now. Um, the it was effective, um, and at least this is my, my 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 take, my personal observation that a caucus is becoming less effective. I don't I don't know why, but and I'm not even know why I'm saying this, but it's just like what I'm what, what I'm what I'm sensing right now and. So, I had the privilege, actually, of chairing the, the caucus at the, for a year at the UNFCCC, the, the Climate Indigenous Caucus. And I have to admit, I was channeling you, actually, as, <laughs> uh, as a chair. <laughs> like, if, if people paid attention, that they could have seen, like, all right, he's... Um, like I've been, I paid, I paid a lot of attention to like how you chair the caucus. Um, at least my t- my take was on how how you, you 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 took all the you take everything into account, and like you said, you try to propose the best way forward. You're not you're not trying to impose, but like you try to propose the best way forward, and. So I tried to channel that, and it worked. <laughs> we, have, we have a platform now, so I think it, <laughs> I think it hope it worked. Um, so I, I think there, there's there's a lot of um, skills actually that that you that you built that that and a lot of experience actually that a lot of other people might it could be helpful for a lot of other in these peoples that go to the UN. Um, or get into that co-chairing role um, because it's a role; it's not a position. It's a role, um, and as, as and I see a lot of people um, have that. I don't know. Maybe they have that romantic view of I'm a co-chair, so I have this status now, so I can say what I want, and I have to, can can move people towards what I want them to do. And what I saw in you was you're not there to dictate, you're there to facilitate. Um, please tell me I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right. And, and uh, when we started, uh, you know, the co-chair, uh, 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 co-chairing, when uh, uh, we had this issue, particularly on the Spanish-speaking side, because the, a lot of people, I'm not, you know, this could be for anybody, but I'm sure, sure. I'm going to be careful what I say here. Oh, they they might see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, uh, it was perceived that it was a power thing, you know. And uh, so I, um, so then they would 
they would uh, put political leaders in, uh, in in that role as a co-chair during the caucus, and then and then they would act like they're the political leader rather than rather than a facilitator or, or, or a co-chair. You know, they they, start, they 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 were making decisions and stuff like that, and I had to rein them in. You know, and then I had to get uh, through the interpreter because it lot up someone didn't speak English. That look, it says this is. You're, uh, you're, you know, you're a co-chair here. You're not. You're, it's not a political position. It's not a position of power. You know, you're, you're, you're here is to coordinate, to bring people to get, to, together, to hear everybody's voice. You know, and, and, and try and try to reach consensus. You know, it's it's not for uh, for the uh, for the co-chair to dictate to the to the people what what they do. You're absolutely right. I'm glad you picked that up. You know, and uh, other people have said said that as well that they've. Uh, uh, they, they they understand the difference when when they when when they see somebody who's looking at it as a power thing and when somebody who's not it's it's very very re uh, uh, evident you know and, and we've had some difficulties and, and sometimes at a caucus when you had one of the co-chairs you know uh, uh, take, looking at it as a position of power you know mm. um, it is in a position of influence though uh, as as a co-chair as a long-standing uh, uh, co-chair. Um, not only does the caucus look at you for uh, leadership or, or information outside us too, uh, you know, the, the secretariat, you know, or, or states, you know, you know, different different other bodies would uh, uh, would, would uh, try to you know ask your advice or, or permission or whatever, and and also uh, the the uh, as, as co-chair you don't do anything without the advice or. Or the authority of the, of the caucus. For instance, I don't know how many times I would try to arrange a meeting with the High Commissioner for Human Rights, you know, at the behest of the of the, um, of the uh, uh, caucus. And I, I, after a while, uh, as co-chair, uh, but well, by the way, there, there's two roles here. Um, I consider myself the co coordinator of the caucus, and a coordinator not is it, the co-chairing is different. There's mm. two things. Okay. Uh, 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 as a coordinator, it's the, the coordinator's job is to arrange the caucus, to make sure there's a room, there's interpreters, there's food, etc. You know, a date, an agenda. That's what the coordinator does. And then once the meeting goes over, then it's handed over to the, to, uh, to the caucus to choose the co-chairs. You know, sometimes it's the same as the coordinator, sometimes not. I prefer not to chair uh, anymore, you know. Because you know, I didn't know enough. Other people do it. So, but don't get get those those two things mixed up. Well, I'll give you an example of why it, that's important. There was a time uh, I, I think it was around eight around the late 1990s when the the working group on the draft declaration felt that we should, because there were some issues with the with chairmanship and, and with the caucus that they should standardize. The, how uh, how the chairs work and what what they do, and uh, and have you know it shouldn't always be me. It should, it should rotate stuff like that, which is fine. Uh, so uh, what they did and they would uh, once the co-chair was elected was selected, then the co-chairs were responsible to uh, for the next uh, caucus in the following year. But that what would happen was and what happens. Almost all the time is that once the meeting is over, everybody goes home. Mm -hmm. Nobody does anything. So, so I wasn't co-chairing that year, and uh, then they um, next year comes along, and nobody's done anything for the, uh, to arrange a arrange a caucus. You know, so the uh, the World Council of Churches calls me and says, Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> 
So so I I, I organize I, I, I not saying anything. I, I, I you know I set the date, set the uh, set the agenda, blah blah. blah. I, mm -hmm. I did all that, and I just the, the whole thing just collapsed because uh, the co-chairs once they went home, they don't know. First of all, they're too, they're, they're, the the co-chairs might not even be back the next year. You know they might not even be there. And uh, so they, uh, you know, they don't know what buttons to push, you know, what levers to pull to make sure that the, the caucus takes place. You know, mm -hmm. so that's why the, the co-chairing and, and the coordinating are, are are two different roles. You know, and they should stay that way. You know, I mean, uh, the, co the coordinator can can co-chair for sure, but but you always need somebody, a coordinator, a consistent person to make sure that you have the the, the, the caucus is is, um, is arranged. So that that's two two uh, two different roles. Mm -hmm. Something that you said before that was very, I felt it um, twice. It was that you feel the weight of 350 million people on your shoulders. How do you, how do you deal with that? Um, believe it or not, well, I'm a bit of a spiritual person. Yeah. People don't. Just think I'm just an activist, but uh, I have a strong belief in in, in, in in our traditions and stuff. And and I, uh, I, um, you know, I, I talk to the Creator uh, in in, my, in our own way. You know, we have, you know, in our traditions, we we, uh, uh, you know, like the, like the opening, like in, when the uh, when our people like Tararaho, that's the opening in the in, at the permanent form. Uh, he, we always give thanksgiving thanks to the creation. You know, right from the from. You know, from the uh, from the medicines, you know, the animals and the birds and everything, the sky. And we we give thanks, thanks, and we take that into consideration uh, when, when we're making when we're making decisions. And and that uh, also, I, I always tell people too is that we are also a part of creation. You know, we're like the animals and the trees and everything. We, we understand, or we think we understand their role in creation. What we have to understand is what, what is our role. Because we're part of creation. What's our role in creation? And and uh, and that's our that's our life goal is to find out what what that role is. And it can be more than one role. It could be many roles. Um, uh, but you're we're all created for a reason. We're all here for a reason. And the object in, in our life is to find out what that reason is. You know? And as long as you, and if you're going to find that 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 role, then you'll you'll have a uh, you'll you'll have fulfillment in in, in your life. You know? So um. There are times I'll, I'll tell you one of those times when I felt that way was uh, in 2009 uh, was the commemoration of the, um, uh, the, the of the 10-year uh, uh, the 10-year commemoration of the the, the, the Durban uh, oh. declaration you know yeah. the racism racism yeah. it was in the, and they were going to have it at, at the um, at the uh, general assembly. And uh, so they uh, they said there at, the, at the commemoration of the there'll be uh, ten um, NGOs allowed to speak, and so you had to apply. So I applied. And this is World Association. And I applied, and would you? I, I didn't expect to be accepted, <laughs> but I was accepted. I was one of the ten, and I was the but I was the only uh, Indigenous NGO that was accepted. Maybe I was the only Indigenous one that applied, but I was the only one, and so. Uh, what the hell do you say? Here, here, here you are. You're gonna. It's a. Um, it, it's a. Uh, uh, what, do you, what do you call that? A uh, high-level plenary uh, uh, session of the, the General Assembly, and you have two minutes to talk about racism against Indigenous people. So what the hell do you say? <laughs> so, 
So, um, and, and I got maybe like three weeks notice. And, um, and so I'm here in Geneva at the Human Rights Council, you know. And, uh, and I, I, there's a, a hundred, a thousand things I could talk about. Yeah. You know, mur murdered and missing indigenous women, uh, ra uh, just you know, uh, racism, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I, just so much of it, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I, I said, what do I focus on? I mean, how do I, uh, I'm the only one there, so I can't just focus on North America, you know, what, 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 what do I do? You know? And I start pacing the floor in my apartment, you know, because I hadn't written it yet, you know. And, and, uh, and um, so I, you know, I start asking the, the creator for help and, and assistance, and let, let me know, give me an, give me some ideas, some inspiration, and um, then it comes to me about because um, uh, I was I was in Durban, and I was we were uh, really upset about paragraph twenty five that said uh, Indigenous peoples in this declaration does not refer rights under international law, the mm. same thing as ILO Convention one six nine. We were pissed at that. But what happened in uh, in 2000 and no, that was 2011. I'm sorry, not in 2009 was the review of the Durban Declaration, and uh, and I remember there's paragraph 73 that was proposed by Norway that said um, referred to paragraph 25 and said and the UN Declaration. Now that the UN Declaration is passed, it's settled that Indigenous people are peoples with a right self determination. And, uh, and I, so, um, uh, so I was inspired to uh, to focus on that because that included everybody. So my statement. Uh, uh, so I felt that weight here, mm -hmm. twenty five. You know, at this time it was three hundred and sixty million. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, when I was pacing that floor and wondering what what the heck am I going to say, you know. So I wrote that, 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 that my statement out. Uh, and uh, and I, I uh, when I was here, I gave I, pre I gave it to Les and to um, Les Melzer and to uh, Matthias, and I asked them for their comments, and they read it and they gave it back to me. Not a word. Didn't say anything. Hmm. Was, Come on, guys. What, what do you? you know, and they they said, Kenny, that's your statement. Yeah. <laughs> I said, All right. So then, uh, and then I uh, 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 I had to get to New York, so I, I left Geneva. I, I landed in Montreal. At the airport, I rented a car. I picked up my wife, and we drove to New York City. You know, I got to New York City at about midnight. You know, checked mm -hmm. in the hotel, and then uh, the next day we went, we went to the General Assembly. And uh, and uh, it's a long. There was a lot of intrigue about five five NGOs were supposed to speak in the morning, at the end of the morning, five at the end of the afternoon. But then uh, there were so many states that spoke. We were yeah. we were in the uh, in temporary building. Yeah. So many states that spoke that we kept getting bumped and bumped and bumped and. And only one NGO spoke at the end, I think it was Amnesty. And then in the afternoon, we were worried that uh, we're gonna get knocked off, you know. All of us get knocked off. And uh, so I, 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 I spoke to Ambassador de Elba, who was, 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 the, was there. So I told him our, our problem. I said, we're, you know, NGOs are afraid that we're not gonna get a chance to speak. Hmm. He says, don't worry, don't worry, uh, Mr. Deer. He says, uh, Mexico is co-chairing. We'll make sure that you, you get in. So uh, at, at the end of the tour, our time is running out, and all, we're all the way in the back of the room. And, uh, and then the, uh, about uh, quarter to six, they announced that the, um, uh, when the, the meeting will go beyond six o'clock. Uh, however, there'll be no interpretation, but the working uh, language will be English. Yeah. So, uh, so the states took up all the time, up to like, like five to six, we're mm. state. So then we started talking. And then uh, 
then I then I was able to give my my statement around ten after six. It took me two minutes and forty five seconds, but nobody no nobody was was. Uh, I think Iran spoke for for five minutes or something, mm. but uh, nobody stopped the uh, us going going overtime. Yeah, yeah. it didn't matter at, at, at that point. But you can see my uh, statement; it's on YouTube. It's on if you go to my 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 uh, YouTube page, Kennedyer. You know, you'll you'll see the statement that that I made for 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 two minutes. I'll make sure to share. I got. Uh, it doesn't show in the in the uh, in the video, but uh, my statement got the most applause. Even the. Um, the people on the bo on the on the panel applauded, you know, mm. uh, because because uh, of the statement. I sent the statement to the uh, High Commissioner of Human Rights, um, uh, Pele, and uh, and she wrote back to me. Says Kenneth, that was an excellent and is an excellent presentation. And she says uh, and she says Kenneth, if there's anything I can do to help you, you let me know. I never got a chance to use that. <laughs> 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 I never got a chance to use that that favor because uh, uh, she had left by you know. Yeah, about a year later or two. Mm. I never, yeah. did, I didn't have a reason to use it, you know. So I did. Uh -huh. But um, when you have that weight, though, the point I'm trying to make is, is that, you know, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I, I asked the creator for guidance. I, 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 what? I asked the creator. I, I says, you know, you put me here. <laughs> you know, it, it was because of you I'm here, and, and, uh, you know, and uh, so what do you want me to do? You know, what, what should I say? And I get that's where I get my guidance from. Yeah. And I and I and I've been able to be fairly successful in in, in those moments and those rare moments when you feel that that weight on your on your shoulder. Yeah. Well, mine is nothing compared to yours, but one that comes to mind when you when you when you started talking about um, going into overtime. Uh, it was actually during the World Conference. I, w I was co-chairing round the round table on UN System Action. And you did a good job. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I, I, I don't, I didn't know why I was I was nominated to do it, um, but they they allowed me to. So like the first half was um, the ambassador of the Czech Republic, of the premier representative of Czech Republic. She would co-chair the first half, and I would co-chair the second half. So okay, sure, I'll just do whatever and mm -hmm. so I got to present my opening remarks just like she did and she went through the motions and like, and then at the halfway mark um, she turned it over to me and and at that point I started calculating so we are ha only half an hour and a half left and there's so many people left on the, sp on the speakers list including indigenous peoples and so I, I, I just did what I could, but up, up until, so I get, every, everyone had three minutes. And luckily, most of the states and UN agencies and undersecretary generals and everybody else, they stuck a little bit to the three minutes, but we still didn't have enough time. So, and everybody, and everybody at the panel, I remember that, the, the secretariat, the co-chair, they're all, all geared to us. All right, 6 p.m. is 6 p.m. And mm -hmm. then we're done. Mm -hmm. um, so I was doing the calculations. Well, maybe if I reduce the speaking time to two minutes, maybe we can get to it. But that still wouldn't cover it. There still would be a lot of Indian peoples um, left on a speaker's list. Were you alternating? 
Uh, all, yes, states and Indian peoples. Yes, we had to. Mm-hmm. We had mm-hmm. to. And still, there were a lot of states. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, so it was 10 to 6. And I asked the permanent representative of my, my, my co-chair, can we please go into overtime? Because there are a lot of people left on the speakers list. So she looked at the at the Secretariat. Secretariat. And I was expecting something like, no, sorry, we can't. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me like, yeah, yeah, I have nothing to do after this. Mm-hmm. So the Secretariat obviously said, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll do it. We'll continue. Um, but then it was past six, right? So there's no interpretation. <laughs> so not only did I have to reduce speaking time to one, to one minute, mm-hmm. I always ha- also had to say, it's only in English. Mm-hmm. So I gave the floor to, I think it was, so it was Argentina before, and then I gave the floor to, um, I think to Navajo Nation. I, I remember that. But it, while the Navajo Nation was speaking, the Undersecretary General of, I, f- I forgot, of something, mm-hmm. came up to the podium and complained. Mm-hmm. Like I am the Undersecretary General, you you're making me wait two, maybe almost three hours to speak, and now that I am able to speak, I have to, you're reducing it to one minute, mm-hmm. and and she she was from a Latin American country, so like I I I demand to speak in, to deliver my statement in Spanish and not in English, so I was like oh, sorry like everybody else has to do the same. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that the my co-chair was so um, supportive. Supportive. So the undersecretary general, she she walked away. She looked at me like and said, she said the epic words. Ah, she'll get over it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. She'll get over it. Like, oh, okay. Well, that was, and then, and then one minute to uh, to to not only Indigenous peoples but also states. That was that was, hard. and I had to use the gavel. I, I don't I don't want to use a gavel, um, but I figured and just add also to like the feeling, the pressure of of so many Indigenous peoples finally having a, 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 the ability to speak at the mm-hmm. at the general assembly level. That you don't want to take away that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Even if it's for one minute, one minute yeah. like time is gold to us. Mm-hmm. So that's what I figured, and and I was all right. Sorry, I had to gavel. Even <laughs> all all those, even Andre Carmen, <laughs> Andre Carmen, she likes to talk a lot, of course. But like I had to, like, sorry, like one minute is one minute, yeah. and UN agencies as well. And eventually, it was became six forty five. So I think we did a a decent job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of overtime. That's a lot of overtime, yes. And I'm so grateful that everybody was very indulgent about, mm-hmm. supportive about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was at least one of my, one of my moments that I felt a lot of pressure. And that um, all these Indian people doing all the, like, because the, the World Commerce process, like, it started in 2012, was it? No, the the, the 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 resolution, the call for the World Conference. Two thousand thirteen. Oh no, no, two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Yeah. So like, there were like 
four years waiting for the opportunity. And this opportunity that only comes in, comes along once in a lifetime, mm-hmm. if you're lucky. And uh, so was yours. And so was mine. Yeah. Oh, so, oh wow. I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't even, yeah, I didn't that, even realize that, that. That may never happen again. In your own role of, as being a co-chair at, at, at the General Assembly, it's pretty good. Yeah, I didn't even realize that until now. Mm-hmm. That like. It's like a once in a lifetime. Of course, I, I hope. Well, I hope you get another. It happens again. Yes, it will happen again. An, an actual yeah. world conference, of course. This, this was like a mere. Hey, it doesn't matter. It's a world. The co-chairing a meeting in the General Assembly is a big deal. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh no! So, wow. How, how, how can you? What? What's? There's only a handful of people who've done that. Indigenous people. Yeah. They don't realize sometimes because uh, we. And I think some people don't realize those that haven't been involved in the struggle. I'll, 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 you know, like uh, when we started coming to the UN, the, the, the working group on indigenous population was the only meeting, mm-hmm. the only access point. You know, and then now we have access point so many places. We don't even have. A, sometimes we're, we're short indigenous people <laughs> uh, to to attend all the meetings. So you could you could attend uh, meetings that affect indigenous people. You know, hundred percent of the time for a year. You know. And uh, won't get much done, but you'll be there. Mm-hmm. But there's so much work. You know? There's so many, so many access points now. But um, you know the, uh, uh, you know the we, we've uh, like for instance uh, in those negotiations on on the uh, uh, modalities resolution and the outcome document. Those were high level meetings at the general assembly level between indigenous people and states in the same they room. Were. Those were awesome. You know. And uh, although people, some people complain that we're, we're not equal, that's true. And, uh, but that, that, that didn't happen before that. You know, 20 years ago, that would never happen. 10 years ago, that would never happen. But now, it, it has. We've, we've, we've broken ground. All we've got to do is keep on breaking more ground. Does it... I'm, gonna th- I'm also very curious about this, actually. Maybe I should have started with that. Because um, you also... You alluded a little bit to like ideology and vision. What is your vision for? Well, let's first start with the Haudenosaunee people and like move towards the movement, the rights movement, maybe because I call yeah. it the, the international indigenous movement. So oh, international indigenous movement. Yes, let's call it that. So, do you do you have a vision about that? Or an idea. I I um I look at the uh, the movement as a struggle. You know, it's always and always will be a struggle. And um, it, it's uh, I look at it as uh, uh, I don't know if there will be an end because you know we we uh, I know states just don't want to give up enough power uh, uh, that there'll ever be an end. You know, there'll always there'll always be a struggle uh, that way. And I look at it as, as as a whole bunch of little battles, you know, fighting little battles, you know, to, to win a you know to a, a bigger goal, and um, and that's where the patience comes in, and 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 also you have to you know mm-hmm. sometimes accept defeat and or, or setbacks, you know, this whole uh, issue of indigenous participation in the UN is a, is a is a battle that we might not win, you know, at this time, you know. And, um, and but you have to you know you just, it'll be a setback and frustrate people and and I think it'll be a, a, you know 
an example of the kind of racism that that we face, you know. Right? But um, you know, uh, I, um, I I look at our um, at, at the international indigenous movement as as incrementally uh, uh, gaining uh, little uh, rights, uh, not little rights, uh, rights and, and a voice uh, a, a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger as 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 time goes on. There'll always be resistance from 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 certain states. It's, it'll always be there. But today, there's more and more states that support our, us having a better voice, you know? and that's significant because that would that didn't happen in the past. You know? mm. Today, now I think there's a there's a it, there's a better uh, uh, opportunity uh, for indigenous people to increase its presence, its footprint in in the United Nations. My concern about that that is the quality and the amount of indigenous participation that's available to us, that, that we need to, to take advantage of all the opportunities that are, that, that are, out, that are out there. You know, I, I, I see a drop off in indigenous people with a lot of experience, you know, that have gone through that, you know, and that can share and that can uh, 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 direct and teach the, the um, you know, the, uh, the other people. I see, I see a, a drop off there. And uh, I don't, and, and with the other industry people that are, that are coming up, uh, what I think I see a missing is the lack of consistency in representation. Mm. What was uh, myself and, and yourself and others who, who are here have been here consistently. You've been here for 18 years or something, and yeah. I've been here for 32, and every year. And uh, now you, you're seeing people who are coming for one or two years and disappearing, and then coming back yes. about five years later. And, uh, and and that's not the best way of, of dealing with uh, international work. I think you, uh, what the next generation coming up, they got to be here and they got to be consistent. You know, uh, the same people or the same group of people over and over and over again. You know, and um, and uh, I think that's that's the biggest challenge for for indigenous people for the movement to grow uh, and to and to and, and to continue. The um, for instance, what we saw at the at the MREP and the Indigenous Caucus at, at that time, I mean, they're well-meaning people. They're trying hard, you know. Uh, but because they lacked that experience, they they were they ended up not giving a caucus statement. You know, uh, I'm not a big fan of caucus statements uh, uh, these days. Yeah. But uh, but they tried, and 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 they and, and I think that hopefully they learn from the experience. <laughs> maybe they should focus on something else. Yeah. But the the point of the matter though is that they, they have to. Those people that went through that experience at this, this at the last MRIP, if they don't come back next next year, then they, they, that experience is lost. You know? yeah. And then the next group will have to have go through that same painful uh, uh, experience. We we these these people that have that gone through and I, I, there's some good leadership there. There was some really good leadership, mm. and, um, and they didn't always agree necessarily, but they were, they, they were people who spoke their mind and they had positions, they had good arguments, you know, and you need that. And you hope that uh, they will continue to come back and not be frustrated or disappointed by uh, by the fact that they 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 weren't allowed to give a statement at, in, in in the end. Yeah. And they have to. Uh, I don't know what this fascination is uh, with, with caucus statements. That people uh, neither have. do I. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, mind you, we're, we're the ones that built <laughs> that gave it that <laughs> reputation. Uh, you know, when we uh, you know in in, in the early days that uh, when uh, particularly in the, the early days of the permanent forum, you know. When uh, when the permanent yeah. form was young, was brand, they, they 
uh, the when we when the caucus would meet and we would come up with with uh, uh, caucus statements. And again, it was the indigenous people with the most experience that were coming forward, taking part. They went through this with the with the with the declaration. They they knew what to do. They they knew how to work at one or two in the morning and, and come up in a, and meet again at nine o'clock and try to reach the consensus. Uh, they knew that how to do that and and then and the permanent forum relied on the caucus statement what they call the global caucus statement uh, because they knew that if the, the caucus or the whole caucus agrees on that statement it gives them something they, they can focus on something they can depend on yeah know? and uh, and so that that's what helped elevate the the, the, uh, the, the caucus statement you know and uh, but as the years went by as you know uh, especially especially the, the fight over the world conference you know Yes. The, the, uh, you know, certain people that got eroded, you know, because certain people tried to force consensus when there wasn't consensus, mm -hmm. you know. and and the credibility of, of the of the uh, of the global caucus, you know, fell. There's an absolute value for the global global caucus for uh, sharing information and points of view and and uh, and organizing and strategy, and uh, you don't need uh, you don't need caucus statements, you know, a anymore, because the the uh, the the, uh, the permanent form is now an established uh, uh, entity. It, it doesn't really look for that direct. Didn't need doesn't need that kind of direction anymore from the global caucus. Mm -hmm. It has a. It can it can it can sort that out from from all the statements and and uh, and also their own connection to to indigenous people. Right. Something that you said, um, or just now, and. This is what I truly believe in and that I am continu continuously trying to deploy is patience. And I think there's a lot of people out there that don't understand what patience means in this context. Um, what, does, what, what did you mean by, by, by patience? Uh, that's multifaceted. How, how do yeah. I, yeah, because, because you have to have patience, first of all, with your own people. Would like to play with the caucus, um, you know, and uh, how uh, there's a, a different points of view from different uh, different parts of the world because of different experiences, and uh, and so you got to be patient with them to to make sure that that we can come together and have a common understanding. You got to be patient with our with our own people. You can't push them too hard or too fast. You know? And then the other thing, the other kind of patience is 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 the speed of how the UN works. You know, the UN doesn't work work very very quickly. You know, I, and I, I've said this a hundred times is that uh, uh, it moves at the speed of a glacier, but the glaciers do move, and, and it does move. You know, and in, in this era of climate change, glaciers are speeding up. You know, yeah. So uh, so there is some movement there, but but uh, but it sometimes it, it takes time. Sometimes it lurches forward. You can you have a you can have a breakthrough and, and, and something can happen quickly, but generally, generally it it, it doesn't. It takes years to get. For instance, I, um, uh, uh, what, what happens quickly is what happened quickly is the year of indigenous languages. You know? Yeah, it took it took two years to get that, and that was you can't get it any faster than that because the UN needs two years to uh, uh, to plan a uh, an announcement. You know. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it took us, you know, we, we, we uh, uh, the caucus asked for for uh, a year of languages, and I think the permanent forum and uh, agreed to it. And mm -hmm. next thing you know, it was in a resolution, and, it, and two years later, we had the year. Yeah, and that's you know, and it, it, some people might think two years is a long time, but in UN uh, speed, it, that's 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 really fast. 
Um, however, you, uh, you look at the declaration, it took 25 years uh, to get the declaration. Um, uh, mine, and that's an exception, though, in, in the UN. Usually, declarations take a lot less than that, you know, but that, that's but uh, it's because of how special we are, how special hmm. our, 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 our rights are and in, in our, in our situation is. But patients don't expect to come to Geneva or to the, to the UN in New York and, and make the big speech, you know. <laughs> Everybody has one of those, one of those yes. big speeches and, yes. and, and change the world. It, it doesn't yeah. happen, you know. And, and I know I've done that. I've, I've done the big speech every now and again and nothing mm -hmm. happened. But uh, they're important. To, to do that, you know, every now and then. because even old guys like us, we, we don't give big speeches, you know. But these young people come up and and, and 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 they say this things that I said 20 years ago, and then I said, "Geez, nice, yeah. you know, I haven't heard yeah. that for a while, you know." And, and it's nice to hear. Yeah. And uh, but then if if they, they don't change the world, then they go home and they don't come back. Yeah. But uh, which is which is which means well, we hope they come back, but we don't we don't need big talkers at the international. We, we need people we grind, people who grind out. Grind it out. You gotta grind it out. Yeah. Over, over the years, you know, and uh, keep coming back and, and keep working, keep learning. You gotta learn how to uh, lobby. You gotta learn uh, lobby other indigenous people. You gotta learn how to lobby states, UN agencies. Uh, you know, you gotta, you know, you, you gotta know how how to what, what buttons to push you know, and uh, how how to small, how to be diplomatic. Diplomacy is, is an important uh, aspect of, aspect of this, and, and something a lot of indigenous people we we have our own. We have diplomacy. We we know how to act, and you know, because uh, we we did that in the past. You know, you know, we were not just warriors. You know, and and uh, you know, we 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 had, we had rules of uh, how how to engage with 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 other people. And, yeah, and we just have to remember to to apply them. Yeah, I always say that um, what we do, um, it is making subtle but significant steps. Like like you said, in, in the incremental approach, um, but to be able to do that, you need to be here consistently. Mm -hmm. Like consistency beats intensity, and that, that's what I truly believe. Um, especially at the at the UN at the UN, um, people are always like, "What do you mean by consistency beats intensity?" Well, try to brush your teeth once a month. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, it's um, like if you brush your teeth every day, you know, like nothing happens. Mm -hmm. Brush your teeth once a month, and your teeth will fall out. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm trying to say. With no matter how intense you, you brush it, yes, okay. you know. So I try to always try to bring it back to like the 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 crucial. I think that's one of the crucial things for me, at least, for the people that are going to come in. That like uh, you participate. And you have a responsibility too. If you if you go back, is to like to teach others to do the same. Um, but do come back because we need you. Like even if you think you're 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 very insignificant, like you your your presence is significant, mm -hmm. and and we need we need you. Um, that's what I sometimes well I always say to when I mentor a group that comes to the to the UN. Um, what are you for, for you and I think we should cause I'm getting a little bit tired now um, what are for you the, the what is crucial for new people that come in in, in, your, in, in your view
Uh, I think, well, I haven't thought about that for a while, but I, they have to know why they're there. You know, what's, mm. what's the, you gotta have a purpose, you know. What's the purpose? Even if it's to learn, that's a purpose, you know. Or to listen, that's a purpose. And, and uh, or you, you have a passion for, uh, uh, you know, a certain uh, human right, you know, like, uh, you know, mur murder and missing indigenous women, or, or uh, uh, climate change, the environment, water. You, you have to have a passion for, for, for something. And, you, and uh, when you come here, you, you want to, to, uh, to use that passion to advance uh, your, your people. You know? And I think, uh, I think that's one of the things that, you, well, I mentioned a few things, you know, mm -hmm, yeah. to learn to listen and, 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 to, and, and to have a passion for, for, for something. Uh, um, I don't know why I started. Uh, I, I'm trying to think about why. why I, I, had an in, I have an interest in diplomacy, period. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just something in, my, in, our, in our teachings. You know, in, in our, for us, as Haudenosaunee, we, we have a, a pathway to peace you know, about bearing our weapons of war, uh, uh, putting aside your, your anger, your thirst for revenge, you know, uh, personalities, etc. To uh, uh, put your, aside those those emotions, uh, uh, to, to use good words, not uh, with one another. Don't use words that cut or hurt. You know, but only use good word, words with each other, and use reason, you know, rational thinking, and what we call a, a good mind uh, to, uh, to to find consensus, to find solutions for for our problems. Those are really really important teachings. You know. Mm -hmm. And um, and I try to use those teachings when I, when, I, when I come here, and uh, and and there's a lot of diplomacy in that, you know, and uh, and I, all of us in our traditions have similar teachings of one kind or another, you know, and uh, and we had to practice those, those teachings, not just talk about them, but at the international level is how you can practice those, you know, uh, and uh, and I think that's something that uh, uh, young people can learn and 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 exercise here. And uh, and if you have a, an interest in diplomacy, it makes uh, the work here in, at the UN but easier. Mm. Uh, it, it's not like you're not coming here necessarily in an adversarial position. Like I'm here to, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat I'm gonna beat the, the, oh, uh, yeah. over the head with, <laughs> with uh, you know with our logic with our with our superior thinking. It's not you don't you don't uh, 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 look at that. I, I remember. Um, uh, vividly, uh, when the UN declaration was passed in 2007, and, and we had like a press conference or a, a, a meeting uh, with uh, with the with the media, and it was uh, and, and people, and uh, the chairman of the uh, of, of the working group, uh, Luis Chavez, was there. Ambassador Luis, Luis Chavez now, and he said something that I was stuck with me. He says, "Don't use the declaration to beat governments over the head." Use a declaration as a tool to get what you want, you know, and you'll mm. have more success. And that's always stuck with me, you know. And and I, me and, and I think that's what we, we we and I tell that to everybody yeah. and I get a chance, you know. And so it, when you're coming to the UN, don't try, don't don't beat, you know, don't go around, uh, you know, beating the, the declaration on uh, 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 the government's heads. You use you use the declaration in a way uh, to influence them. You don't don't try to. Uh, threaten them into or into submission. You know, that's not going to work. No. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> not <laughs> not, not steal it, but I'm going to use it there. as well. You were there. No, I wasn't there, but I don't think I was there. No, 
but I think that that's a very good. I think that's a. It also goes to like mindset and mentality of going into the. Uh, if you go into the, these meetings of the UN, that you could get a lot further um, if you if you approach things from a, uh, with positive positivity instead of negative negativity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so using the decoration, like you said, as a tool. And and not as something to hit hit people with. No, oh, you're absolutely right. One actually, one 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 question actually. That's if if you allow me. Um, it's kind of for me. It's kind of personal. As in, like, how do you? Um, how do you do the work? And also maintain a family life. I've been lucky uh, in that um, when the first time I came to Geneva in 1987, my wife came with me, and she saw right from the beginning what I saw. You know, and she came back again in in 89 and 90 and uh, 90. She was here in 96 and 97, 2003, 2006. Wow. So she um, uh, she she sees my and she goes to the permanent forum. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she sees my, my work. She she does what I do, and she and she supports it. You know, and uh, so that's helpful. That, that doesn't this mean that it doesn't cause stress? It, it does cause stress. You know, in, in the sense that uh, you know, I'm, I'm, my wife is home alone, and and, and uh, she doesn't. You know, she rather I, I be home, but uh, but she does support my work. So it's good to have their family to 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 support it. You know, so that helps a whole lot. You know. Um, and then, of course, you have you hopefully that your political entity or your community supports you as well, and that's the hard part. I mean, both of them can be hard uh, because it's uh, some of the resistance to international work is that people don't see a, an impact at home. You know? so why are you out there in New York? Why are you in Geneva? Why aren't you here? You know, trying to you know uh, fix we you know we have uh, you know we, people need housing, people need uh, better education. You know, they need. Uh, you know, uh, they're in poverty. You know, you need better economic development. You know, what do you? Why, why don't you work on that instead of going internationally? And you know, so we have that, and 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 you have to try to explain to them that uh, in our culture, anyway, we got to look at, you know, when we um, we when we look at creation uh, and the role of creation, and how, uh, we we have this philosophy about looking any decision you make. Uh, you have to look seven generations ahead. How will the, this decision today affect the seventh generation? You know? And and that's what and that's how I describe international work, because passing the declaration isn't going to change you today, but the, it'll change future generations and make it better uh, for for our, our children, grandchildren, great grandchildren in the future. So that's how you, you got to look at that's that vision, that forward looking. Uh, vision and uh, that's what international work is is uh, we may not help economic development today but in the future that the declaration will be able to you know, it, 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 it will help you yeah. so um uh what was the question <laughs> oh that's uh, balancing oh, oh yeah the home life the home life yeah yeah that's um uh yeah like i i uh, my children and, and and my wife are support my work they're actually proud of my work, uh, and they, uh, they, you know, they, they, it, um, 
and so they they, they tolerate they, they tolerate it. <laughs> and I, I keep and it's funny because I, I I thought that I would slow down. I, I thought my last hurrah, last battle would be the World Conference. I, I thought mm. that was it. I'm gonna you know I, I will ride out into the sunset after that. <laughs> But then, uh, then there was the, the outcome document had <laughs> some things to do to accomplish. So we started working on that, and, uh, and that's almost done. And, yeah. And but I'm still here. <laughs> so that, well, you were. And, and, and my wife says, "I thought you were slowing down, you know." And then here, this is my fourth trip to Europe <laughs> this year, <laughs> and people are trying to drag me into the climate change stuff. Um, okay, you were yeah. at COP21 as well. Uh, COP21 was was uh, I thought was one of the best world conferences I've been to. I've been to a few. Mm. You know. I thought that was really good, uh, and I uh, accomplished something, you know. And uh, but I wasn't involved in the cops before. I, people have been asking me to, why don't you get involved in climate change? You know, in the years past. And I said, why? There's there's, there's hundreds of you involved. You don't need me, you know. Mm -hmm. I says, yeah, you're not going to miss me if I'm not there. So, the the reason why I went to uh, COP21 was because human rights was. Uh, I focused on human rights. I didn't yeah. focus on any other stuff. Uh, clim I didn't focus on climate change, climate change, but when human rights was on the agenda in Paris, then I went and helped lobby for that to get yeah. uh, keep get get uh, human rights in the. Uh, in, we couldn't get it in the operative. We got it in, in the preamble, preamble. And, yeah. and but we and we got a uh, platform, so you know that was helpful. I thought it was it was good. Uh, that was helpful. So uh, now I'm now I'm involved in the platform. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on, I'm on a subcommittee on on, on the on the portal oh, yeah. on the portal for the. <laughs> How did you end up on that thing? Uh, <laughs> the North American representative said that. The the reason is uh, this is a a real talk about strategy. Um, the uh, the local communities and indigenous people's platform. Uh, people are asking, well, what's a platform? And and some states. Are saying are thinking that the platform is a website, yeah, or a portal, you know, and uh, so, of course, we have much higher uh, goals than having a having of a website. Yeah. And uh, so uh, the the idea was to uh, uh, to to uh, uh, because the the agenda of the first meeting of uh, of the uh, facilitative working group facilitative working group was. To, to not 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 to make this the focus, so they set up a subcommittee on on, on the website. So uh, the North American representative Andrea Carmen asked me to to be like an advisor on on, on the website because I was involved in another a portal before indigenousportal.com. Uh, so uh, I said okay, I'll, I can do that. And then and then uh, at, when the, to get the portal off the agenda, they created a subcommittee and put me on a subcommittee. So they created a subcommittee. That way, they took the portal off the agenda and mm. put it off to a subcommittee, so they could focus on other things. You know. Yeah. So it was a. It, I thought it was clever. I thought it was it was it was it was all right. You know. But now I'm on a subcommittee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think it's. I think that that. No, so that's why I'm. I'm yeah. probably going to go to Santiago now at COP25. You going to Santiago? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I got credentialed by another organization. Um, is, does Chile uh, accept the Hodenosaunee? Well, we're going to find out. Yeah. How, do, how does that go? That's all like um, you, you have a, um, people invite you for the meeting. Uh, you, only, you only carry the Hodenosaunee I have no other passport. I only have a Hodenosaunee passport. How does that, how does that work? Is that? It, it, uh, uh, first of all, uh, well, we, we, a passport is, a, is an ID card. Yeah. Know, right? it's, a, it's an ID uh, uh, document. So um, 
when we go somewhere, we always ask permission of the state to let us into their, into their country. You know, it's what we do. And uh, like, like Switzerland, for instance. And uh, uh, in, in the, in, in, for us, we have a long history of international travel on our own documents, like going back to the, you know, 1700s, 1800s, you know, going, going to entertain uh, the, the queen, play lacrosse or something. Uh, we had people in uh, Wild West shows and, and um, you know, but uh, of course, but the most famous one uh, around here is Tiscahe, uh, one of our Cayuga chiefs going to the League of Nations in 1923 and 24. Um, and he went there to complain that, that Canada wasn't, you know, living up to its agreements. And uh, so he went on his own documents. He made his own passport, and he went because we believe we're a sovereign people. We're not Canadians. We're not Americans. You know, we're Haudenosaunee. So he came with on, on, on his own documentation. You know, and uh, we've been. You know, and that's happened before that. You know, and uh, and and again in '77, when we came to that seminal meeting of the uh, uh, NGO conference on racial discrimination against Indigenous peoples of the Western Hemisphere. Uh, when our the, when the Haudenosaunee decided to come, so we're not going to come as Americans and Canadians. We're going to come as Haudenosaunee, and and they made passports, you know, a piece of leather, and it was handwritten. And and, uh, and uh, if you know the story, we uh, uh, when the, our delegation came to uh, you know got on a plane and and, and they landed here, and then the, the Swiss immigration didn't know what to do with these people with this strange passport, you know, and then negotiations started start flying around. Uh, then. Um, the mayor of Geneva heard about it, and, and the mayor said, uh, says, uh, please allow them in under my recognizance. Mayors have more power here in Europe than they do back in North America. You know? So the mayor said, you know, let them in. So they were let in, and he, and he wanted to fet the, the, the Haudenosaunee chiefs at the city hall. So, the, so, he, um, so, he, so he invited them over for, for, for dinner at, at city hall. And he says, uh, you know, I, I wanted to meet the, the, the delegation of, of the Haudenosaunee. And he says, uh, and is, is uh, Descahe with you? And he says, no. He said, Descahe wasn't on that trip. He says, well, I, I want to, to meet you and, uh, and I want to thank you uh, because uh, when I was a little boy, uh, I, I tugged on the shirt of Descahe. And he sat down and he answered all my questions. So I asked mm. him. And I wanted to repay his kindness. For you to and to let you and let you in the, let you in, let you into a city, and I said the Haudenosaunee will always be welcome in, in Geneva. So that's a, uh-huh. a little story. So when a little kid tugs on your shirt and, and, and wants you to <laughs> make sure, you never know where that little kid's going to be when he grows up. You know? Definitely. So um, uh, so we had this relationship with, with Switzerland, and um, uh, and so. Um, once one country recognizes, it's not necessarily they recognize a passport in, like any other, but they do allow you to travel. Every country has that right to, to, to allow you in, into the country. So we ask the countries to, to allow us in their country. You have that right. You know, We ask. We don't demand or, 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 or anything. And, and we, we agree that we will, we'll, we will um, follow your laws while you're in there. And one of the things that I like to tell states when we do this is that we're not looking for publicity. We don't go, we don't come to Switzerland and hold a press conference and wave our passport around. Mm. We, all we want to do is travel. You know, that, that's what we want to do. You know, we're not looking for for uh, for publicity. We're not here to embarrass the Swiss government. You know, we're not going to do that. So that as a model is is how we how we travel to to other other countries. 
I went to uh, Bonn, Germany to, for, uh, for a meeting. Yeah. And um, the same thing. Uh, we, we, of course, people have gone in the past, but, but uh, what we did is we got a uh, credential to go to the, to, to, to the meeting, and uh, we got, took that credential, and we, we, uh, we contacted the, the, the German government, and, and they, and they uh, uh, by phone, we tr he had that one-to-one that one -one thing, and then uh, we try not to go online, <laughs> you know. Uh, but anyway, we, we you know, it's some, you know, there's sometimes there's complications, but we, uh, we negotiate with, with, with Germany. We tell them we want to go, and then we sometimes they have to figure out how they're going to do this, and we show them visas we got from Switzerland and other countries. It helps them, and then, and then now we, we get we, we have to go to, we have to go all the way to Toronto and get our visas, and then come back home, and then, and mm. then we go. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you have to pay for them. We they, they charge us 80, 80 bucks for a visa. Yeah. And uh, so that's so that's well, every country. I to, and I just came back from the Netherlands. And the same thing. And I talked to the Netherlands, and I got an invitation from Leo Van Leo Vanderflist. Uh, yeah, and uh, and I showed it to them, and fine. And then they, uh, of course, we we have been to the Netherlands many times before, but not recently. So it's a whole new process. Yeah. And and you know, ever since 9/11, two things you know things have changed. And before mm -hmm. it was was easier. Before 9/11, it was easier to travel. Yeah, After 9/11, it, it gets harder. You know? And and we and we we request the permission of the country to go in and. And uh, and uh, I've been to 22 countries uh, so wow. far on the on yeah. our passport. Yeah, there are some countries that won't let us in. Uh, Brazil is one. Mm. Brazil says that uh, their legislation is very strict, that they can only allow people in with a uh, with a recognized passport or something. So so they can't they can't let us in. The only time the Haudenosaunee went to uh, Brazil on our passport was in 1992. With the Earth Summit, Earth Summit, yeah, and uh, the, and the 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 government did, wouldn't let them in, but uh, a guy named Morris Strong, who was the, a Canadian, who was the, I think the Secretary General of the conference or something like that, yeah. he um, uh, he uh, asked Brazil that to let them in on his recognizance, and, and so that's how Orrin Lyons and a bunch of them got got in, and they went to the karaoke, karaoke, yeah, karaoke. Yeah. Karaoke, karaoke uh, <laughs> conference, and yeah. uh, and uh, that's uh, that's the only time when it was the 20th anniversary, 2012. 2012, yeah. The uh, it was back in Brazil, and uh, they, they wouldn't let Warren in, so he had to he uh, he recorded a video, and, and his statement. Was I remember there. that. Yeah. yeah, I was I was there. Yeah. That's why it was re he had a video because he wouldn't allow him in. Ah. I wasn't even I was invited to. Uh, was involved with the um, uh, World Conference on uh, not World was it World Summit on In Information Society, and I was uh, I was part of the Indigenous ICT Task Force, and and we got invited to a a, a, a meeting ITU in Telecommunications Union meeting in uh, Brasilia, a UN body. I had an invitation from the UN, and Brazil still wouldn't let me in. Still, I got oh. my yellow fever shots and my <laughs> hepatitis A and B shot, tetanus shot. And I paid for it, and because uh, it was, we had to hurry up. I couldn't go to a clinic. I had to had to go to a private clinic and pay yeah. for it. You know. And then in the end, they wouldn't let us in. You know, wouldn't let me in. Huh. So the way I look at it this way is that if uh, it's their loss, you know, <laughs> it's their loss. If yeah, they, don't, of they don't loss, they don't let the whole show you in. It's it's their loss. And yeah, I don't worry. About, I don't I don't panic and run out and get a Canadian passport. You know, I just say, well, I'll never go to Brazil. That's all. So it's burning anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, uh, but there are other countries. Peru won't let me in, either. Hmm. Um, 
those are the two. I would love to go to Machu Picchu, you know, but um, probably it won't happen. Um, but I think they they don't let me in before. You know, they had trouble with the crimson, crimson. Uh, what, was, what were they called? Remember, they had the uh, that communist that uprising. They, were, they had they were those rebels. What were they called? Them? Oh, can remember them in Peru. Yeah. They wow, blacked cr- out. Crimson something, yeah. red something. Yeah. No. Anyway, they they have some, they have some insurgency issues, and mm-hmm. I think they they're afraid I might inspire <laughs> people <laughs> to. Well, I think that's a uh, you know what people are afraid of that in some countries that we would in, inspire other indigenous people to get try to get their own passport. Well, you you do inspire other indigenous people, of course. I don't yeah. well, encourage that. Oh, you sorry, you encourage other indigenous peoples. Yeah. 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 It's um. No, but I do. Well, I do hope that we get to enjoy your presence and your wisdom. And who's we? The movement. <laughs> the movement at large. Oh, I thought you were talking about the passport. Oh no, no. Yeah, well, because even though, yeah, because you still can go to Geneva and in New York. And yep, and yep. And Geneva is very. very I have a two-year visa yeah. for the first time. Two years. Two oh, years. Okay. Yeah. It's not going to work. I mean, it, I, but I, I come so often. Like they, they put stamps. Eh? They stamp my, when I come in and when I go. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to run out of room in a, in a, in a, in a, in a year. <laughs> you need to ask for a year. new Haudenosaunee. I have to not. The, no, the passport is. They don't stamp the passport. They stamp the visa. Oh, it's in the visa. The visa is oh, a okay. separate piece of paper. Got it. So oh, uh, sorry. So it's going to be full of stamps. I'll have to get another one anyway before <laughs> two years. Because so, there's no place to stamp on. Oh. Oh. No. Thank, thank you so much, actually, for, for for sharing your your story. Um, mm-hmm. Any final thoughts that you have? No, I, I think um, I don't know. I would, I just or thoughts in general. I want to encourage you to continue uh, working. Like I don't just come here and make one big speech and leave. Even if, if you if you make one speech the last eighteen years, uh, you know I, I, I want to uh, I want to see you continue to do your work. I think uh, you uh, you carry yourself well. I think you're a good diplomat. I uh, I'm a, I, I, I um, uh, you know I um, I respect your work and, and your and your logic your your logical thinking. Oh, yeah, thank you. And uh, I, I hope that you I hope that you continue. Uh, I think you should, you know, reduce your self-doubt, you know, to a minimal, very, very minimal. Hmm. And uh, and I, th- I don't think it's necessary. I, th- I think it's good to be humble, you know. I, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's good to be careful, you know. But uh, you know, uh, you know, I think you 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 have a little bit too much. From what I I hear you talking a little while ago, I think a little bit of self-doubt there, and I think that you gotta, you know, get rid of that. There's a lot of self-doubt. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably fear for something. Fear. fear. You know, one thing that uh, I learned uh, doing this, and I don't know where that comes from, but uh, uh, I'm not intimidated by states or by anybody, actually. I try, mm-hmm. I try not to be intimidated. Maybe I am in some cases, but I try not to show it. <laughs> um, but but I, uh, I, have a, I, have, I have a strong belief in, in our sovereignty and, and our equality, and that I look at states and, and all of these ambassadors and and uh, first secretaries and as equals, I don't, I don't I, I, and I'm not intimidated, not intimidated by Russia or Brazil or, or anybody. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's some personalities like try to be dominant, you know, and, and, and they try to intimidate, but 
But in terms of uh, of, uh, of of the relationship between anybody, all the all the diplomats here, I look at everybody as as equals, uh, and I'm not intimidated by it. So there's no fear. No. I don't. I don't know where that fear comes from. Well, I think I know, but um, there's this. I always have the feeling that that I'm well. I'm, I am. I'm a rookie when it comes to people like rookie. yourself, and I'll always be a rookie, or a new 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 kid on a block. Um, so that's why I always have that chip on, a sh- on my shoulder. Like, am am I doing this right? The, the self-doubt and then, then self-doubt comes kick, kicks in um, yeah I don't know how to I'm not saying don't have it. I said this reduce it yeah reduce this I don't know how to reduce it <laughs> yeah but confidence you gotta have yeah. confidence you've done things before I mean there's, it's, it's good to analyze it's good to to uh, uh, to you know to, to make sure you're doing the, the right thing you know it's not necessarily called second guessing you know but you should analyze you know you have to, you have to analyze and Figure out the strategy and and then do it. And do and it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, appreciate it. Anything else that that I should be looking out for? Work on. I'm open for feedback anyway. <laughs> like it's. I think this also part of this journey. Actually, why I'm recording all these mm-hmm. conversations so that. Uh, no, I. I yeah. um, oh, like I said, I'm, I'm impressed with your work and and. I'm not. Um, I, I have. I, I. I just like I said. I want you to continue to continue to work. I, I, you know. Don't don't get don't get impatient. You know. I want you to continue. It's that's my vote of confidence in you. Right. Don't, I have that confidence and trust. I. I, I you have my trust. And you have my confidence. Yeah. Oh. Thank you so much. You're Thank welcome. you. Thank you. Um. Yeah. Let, let, let. I hope, hopefully, I can talk to you at a later point in during sure. the year or whatever. Hey, I'm always here. I'm always here. I always oh, have a year. That that I know. <laughs> <laughs> that I know. Um, but like, I would definitely love to um, to continue because this yeah. this conversation, this is always it is in continuing conversation, right? It's mm-hmm. As the movement con- develops, this conversation develops. So yeah, like. Just be prepared that from time to time I will pick your brain. Cause, um, That's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like an elder statesman these days. So. <laughs> I said, yeah. instead of the upfront, uh, you know, a front guy, I oh. tend to be more in the back. And <laughs> no, it's just I was, uh, I was really, by the way, I was really surprised to be uh, to be on the uh, on the panel at the. Uh, at, at the Human Rights Council session at, last uh, July. In July, yeah. How come? That doesn't happen to me. You were asked, right? Yeah. The secretary had asked me. But and they uh well usually they get mandate holders in those positions. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but isn't it like all right, let's we talk a little bit about the enhanced participation. Um I think that it is very important to have the voice of the stakeholders as in the 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 councils, the the parliaments, the the governance institutions to have be on that stage. The, they, the secretary said, secretariat said, I asked them why me, and they said they want they wanted somebody from the caucus, they want from the indigenous caucus to 
to be on that to be on the panel. You know? Yeah, and not Cause, just cause somebody. They, they, they could have put Vicky there. They could have put and and uh, Newgroom, you know, for, yeah. the, for, for him, you know. But that's why I was surprised they didn't. Yeah, maybe well, maybe they saw also that that we need to have some protagonists on mm -hmm. on on the on that panel, not just you and Bandit holders mm -hmm. that we need to have. What I what I what I sense w with the enhanced participation process is that um, a lot of people think that it's just for like a handful of Indian peoples, mm -hmm. like like two or three. And that is it's it's, but it's there are a lot more Indian peoples out there that that are, have their own governing systems that are, have their own gov governments yeah. that want to pr participate but can't because they're not NGOs, right? I think a lot of people. Don't, governments don't participate because they haven't got the financial capability. Mm. They don't, and also they, they a lot of the governing institutions are busy taking care of their own people at home. And uh, you'll see a lot of the, yeah. uh, you'll see, you look at the indigenous, makeup of, of indigenous delegations that, that, that have been here. You have some of them come from indigenous governing institutions, but you have a lot of activists and Individuals and academic and th those kinds, you know, that, that don't represent anybody, you know, or represent a um, an association or you know, mm -hmm. look at Indigenous World Association. <laughs> indigenous world, Asso world Association does not represent the Indigenous world. It, it's barely an asso association. What it is, it's a vehicle. It's a vehicle for Indigenous people to get access to the UN. That's why it was created in 1985. Hmm. Because uh, in, in the, it goes back to the old politics where uh, all the indigenous um, international treaty council was supposed to let, you know, would be the the NGO. For, but then they made this rule that you had to be a member of the uh, of the of the treaty council before you would get credentialed. You know? Oh, yeah. So then uh, the other uh, popped up, and this one was created because as a vehicle to get people into the UN, and, and that's how I use it. I think I, I, I accredited like 24 people to the World Conference, you know, uh, helping uh, the secretariat. You know, and the secretary says, so-and-so doesn't have a, a credential. Can you credential them? So after a while, they didn't even ask me. They just put it in the World Association. Just get them. And I didn't complain. I, I said, that's fine. Let them in. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, uh, you, know, uh, you know, anyway, uh, the... Uh, I can't see too many more people, uh, indigenous uh, governing institutions, getting involved at this level that are already here. They're not already here. Hmm. You know what I mean? It'll be, you'll see the Navajo, yeah. you know, you'll see the Haudenosaunee maybe, and you know, and the Cree. The, you know, the, you'll you'll see some entities, but those entities are are here and already active. Yeah. You know, you might see one or two who who will, who will show up uh, because of you know maybe an increased uh, opportunity, but those those ones again will be not have the experience and and, and, and they'll need some guidance and yeah you know, and they they might not one not understand exactly what it is and might be disappointed with what what, what it means you know when they get here yeah which which also makes the the concern of some states that this enhanced participation process will open up the floodgates in ballot. I can't see that. Like, they're not going to be a thousand of them showing up. They'll be, no, uh, me neither. you know, yeah. 
50. <laughs> At the most, yeah. yeah. It'll be like right. that, yeah. But on the, uh, what I what I want to see is, uh, though, the Haudenosaunee get permanent observer status. Never mind this process, but, you know, but we're just not ready to, uh, to take that step. No? No. Yeah. I wish we were ready. Yeah. Are, are you working towards it? Or huh? Are you... I would start the process <clears throat> if, if somebody would just take go and give me a little of a budget, you know. Because it is a lengthy process. Yeah, it's you got to get fifty-five states to convince to, to uh, sign a petition or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then then you got to hopefully, you know, you got to, you know, it's it's hard. Well, for it's to be hard with, in the Trump years to do this, yeah. but um, you know, because they'll be hostile to that. Yeah. Yeah. So it it is it's both winning the votes and timing, mm -hmm. yeah. and that is something that you have to be very. Yeah, I I, ex of. I expect. In a, in a vote like that, you will see a lot of abstentions. And as long as the the, uh, the yeses outnumber the noes, you know, it will be okay. Yeah. So that's what you need to do. Right. But there'll be a lot of, a lot of states just don't want to get involved in that and just abstain, you know. Mm -hmm. Like like the island states that abstained in the, in the UN Declaration. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm still talking about it, talking <laughs> with them about that. Yeah, I'm still talking about the... And I think that they're just slowly um, starting to see the merit and the significance of the decoration. Mm -hmm. um, mostly because they only indigenous people are also embracing their mm -hmm. indigenous background. But I think that's a different topic. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, no, but thank, thank you so much, Kenneth. And, no problem. Um, I'm definitely going to talk more. I'm always there to, to, to you know. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate Anytime. it. Anytime. Thank you. Anytime. Like I said, I, I respect your work, and I hope that you, you get groomed into. Yeah. How, how was my little sister, actually, by the way? Oh, she was okay. She, she was, I think she's a little nervous on the panel, you know. And uh, I think there was one question that she couldn't answer. Uh, so I answered, I, I, okay. I said, I, I, took, I took the question. Right after that, you know, yeah. I can't remember what the question was. I, I don't remember. I, I, I don't well, remember. it was the very first, actually, yeah. being on that international stage, and I'm very proud of her, even though I wasn't there. But mm -hmm. very proud of her. Of, and what did she say? Did you talk to her? What did you talk to her since? Yeah, yeah well, I talked to her a little bit, um, but I actually, maybe unconsciously, I did the same what my mom did. Hmm? I did the same what my mom did. My mom didn't prepare me at all oh, no, no. <laughs> for, for all this. You're like, all right, just go do your thing, and we'll uh, we'll see you mm -hmm. afterwards. Yeah, um, and, it's, and well, it brought she, me to. Yeah, she, she did. Well, of course, she she started with the opening and, and the flower ceremony, and yeah. she put the flowers on. She put the flower on me, and uh, she also uh, at the ending, you know, the dance. She she helped lead the dance, and um, and. Uh, it, uh, but, but uh, you know, on, she, she did okay on, on the panel. It's just that there was a question that she just one question that she couldn't answer. That, that, that's all. Yeah. That's okay. But it's not it's not nothing negative about it. It's just uh, it, was a, it was a tough question. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Mm -hmm. Well, I had thousands of those, so like that's it's. Not she, she she has to learn how to deflect it. She right. says, uh, "That's a good question. I'll ask Mister Deer to answer." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh no. 
Oh, thank you, thank you for for uh, for this, and also for helping my little sister in mm-hmm. at, at the panel. I'm sure she's she's very grateful of that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, thank you. You're welcome. That's it. That's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening, my friends. Um, really appreciate it. If you have not done so, please, please, please share with your friends. I would really appreciate it. <laughs>